The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mary and Kisa podcast, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. I'm Mary Preston, and with me as always is Kisa Amaro. Kisa, give us some quick background before we get deeper into today's topic. Hello, friends. I am Kisa Amaro. I am a certified integrative nutrition coach, and I work with mamas to help them lose weight and gain energy to keep up with their little ones by stop dieting and start eating foods that work for them, as well as going beyond the nutrition to help them create a healthy relationship with food and themselves. I see clients one-on-one to give individualized support to help them reach their health and weight goals. And I am currently working with local businesses here on Guam through Corporate Wellness Coaching. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at cleanliving underscore dirty world or Facebook at Kisa Amaro Health Coach um, to get meal inspirations. And my new website is kisaamaro.com and that's set to launch April 1st. April 1st. Fantastic. Woo. All right. So get ready. It's almost ready. I've been waiting. I'm so excited. Um, So I'm Mary Preston and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a life coach. I work in a group practice out here in Fort Collins, Colorado, as well as working with clients online. My specialty is teaching real self-care to mental health professionals so they can begin living with intention and purpose instead of getting swallowed by the mental health machine. Uh, And I'm not just talking about baths and like walks in nature and tea by candlelight. I'm talking Mm. about setting boundaries to improve relationships, saying no when you don't have the time, energy, and when you just don't want to. Um, So self-care includes limiting time spent on work-related tasks and health and wellness goals like cutting down on alcohol, finally figuring out your emotional eating, all that kind of stuff. And in 2018, it's my dream to help at least 200 mental health professionals. So if you want to be on my list, pay attention. Uh, Mm -hmm. Feel like they're back in control of their food and alcohol intake. Uh, My six-session, six-week program guides you through taking charge of your eating or drinking habits. And we work together one-to-one to to overcome any barriers. Um, And this week, um, I opened up my 30-day Take a Break from the Bevies Challenge starting on April 1st. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is for anybody listening. You know, I know I work with mental health, pro- health professionals, but anybody who's listening who is interested in getting some support in taking a break from alcohol. There's going to be daily check-ins, a Facebook support group, prizes, and more. Dang. That sounds yeah. like fun. Check the show notes for more information if you want to join. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Can I join? Ooh, sounds like so much fun. <laughs> Come on in. let's let's all do it it's gonna be good all right so on to our topic of the day which is food elimination diets and uh i was just talking to kisa earlier and wanted to know if i should mention that whenever i say food elimination diets it makes me think of pooping elimination (laughs) sorry 
So now hopefully every time Kisa says elimination, you will also think of pooping. That's what I don't think about. <laughs> that is, oh, that is not what it is. <laughs> um, so today we're continuing. We did a, a part one earlier. So we're continuing our discussion on food elimination diets. Uh, in the last episode, episode six, we delved into the basics what a food elimination diet is, who it's for, common foods that cause inflammation in the body. And if you haven't listened to it yet, we encourage you to go ahead and listen to it before listening to today's episode. It's going to give you some background information on food elimination diets. Because um, then on today's episode, Keith is going to get more specific and cover the ins and outs of completing a food elimination diet the reintroduction phase of a food elimination diet, why it might be the most important part of the process. And if you have an inflammatory reaction to certain foods, now what? What you gonna do? All right. So Kesa, why don't you start us off really quick by reminding us what a food elimination diet is for, and then let's talk about how you do it. Okay, okay, let's do it. Um... Just a quick review, a food elimination diet is when you take a specific food out of your diet or protocol for a set period of time, usually being three to four weeks, and then reintroduce, reintroduce the food back into your diet. And the purpose of the food elimination diet is to see if a certain food or foods are causing you chronic health sy symptoms such as digestive issues, headaches, or body aches. And I just want to make clear, we discussed this in the last podcast, that it's not, um, the purpose of a food elimination diet is not to lose weight or for weight loss. Right. So it may be, you know, a side effect, um, but the sole purpose is not for weight loss. Right. It's to find out what's going on in your body. Yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of tune into your body and see how foods affect your body and if you want to continue eating them or not. Sounds good. Yeah. So um, kind of on to the part two or part de. As part part really de. We're discussing. Is it de or de? We're not sure. Send us, send us a message. We need to know. How do you pronounce part de? <laughs> uh, so the ins and outs of completing a food elimination diet. So you've decided that doing a food elimination diet is the right step for you in figuring out if food is causing you your chronic aches and pains, digestive issues, or skin problems. So how do you proceed? A great question. Uh, first, you want to decide what foods you'll be eliminating from your protocol or from the foods you consume. Maybe you have a suspicion that dairy is causing your acne or that gluten is causing your digestive issues. So you'll eliminate those foods. If you're not sure um, what foods are causing your symptoms, I would do the top contenders, which are sugar, dairy, gluten, and soy. Um, so I know you'll be eager to jump into the elimination diet. However, before you start your day one or, you know, first day of eliminating the foods, uh, there's a few things you need to do to prepare. And one of those is to go through your pantry and fridge, read each and every food label and either set aside or throw out foods that contain any food that you're going to eliminate. 
Um, so if you live alone, or if maybe the people you live with don't care about what they eat, then you can just go ahead and throw away the food. Mm -hmm. But if you have a family or there's other people living with you who share your food, um, be sure to just kind of set it aside. Uh, maybe you can put it in um, a separate area of the fridge or a separate area of the pantry. Just like so, hide them. Yeah, just so you don't kind of like automatically go for it or you know, kind of accidentally gets into your, uh, a meal. Um, and then also to have a conversation with your family or people you live with about the foods you will be eliminating and why you're choosing to eliminate them. So letting them know will help them be supportive in your, in your changes. And, um, they'll understand why you're doing this. So for instance, you might tell them I'm, you know, I'm going to eliminate dairy for four weeks to see if it's causing my eczema. Yep. Um, and then next you want to create a compliant meal plan and then grocery shop. Uh, so when you're shopping, if an item has a food label, read it. Uh, read the ingredient list to make sure that the food doesn't contain a food you're eliminating. Um, be sure to know what other names the eliminated food goes by. So for instance, if you're eliminating dairy, you're also going to want to look for milk, cream, whey, casein, butter, butterfat, buttermilk, ghee, yogurt, and lactose, just to name a few. So as you can see, this might, you know, there's going to be some research you're going to want to do, and it's going to be tedious. Um, so there's, you know, foods go by different names nowadays because, um, uh, I guess, uh, scientists, I don't know if you want to say scientists, food manufacturers are getting, um, they're getting smart. So, you know, a lot of people are looking to cut back on sugar. So mm -hmm. sugar goes by 50 some odd names nowadays. Right. Um, so just be aware of what uh, the food goes by and look for it on the ingredient list. Right. And just a reminder, if you haven't listened to the last one, this is because Kisa was saying, if you have just a little bit, it really interferes with your, your research into how it's affecting you. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to go by <laughs> the not, not even once mm -hmm. you know, mindset of it. Um, and it, it'll definitely make your, you know, if this is a research project in a sense, you know, you're researching how this food affects your body. Um, and so you want it to be a clean um, procedure, I guess you might want to say. <laughs> I know that's very scientific, but very... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I imagine it's a lot of hard work, so you might as well do it right the first time. Yeah, so exactly. It would be important to, like, you're going to go four weeks without it. You might as well make sure that you really know if it's affecting you or not. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, better yet, just choose foods that don't have labels, so whole foods, <laughs> so lots of vegetables and fruit, um, you know, fresh protein, fresh meat. Um, those, you know, they're not going to have dairy in it. So, um, and then find 
Also, you know, you're going to be eliminating foods, uh, taking foods out. So you want to find foods to add back into your meals. Um, so I remember the first time I did a paleo challenge, <laughs> like you take a lot, like if you're eating like a standard American diet, you're taking a lot of food out that you usually eat. And then you're just like, okay, what do I eat now? What's left? A sweet potato, <laughs> What's I guess. Left? <laughs> sure. And I just remember consuming lots of nuts because that's, that's, <laughs> that's, all you could. that's all I knew. I'm like, well, I can have nuts. I know how to, and I didn't really, I wasn't a good big cooker or I didn't cook very much at that time too. So that was another challenge. Um, but yeah, so for instance, if you're taking out all gluten, you'll want to add in maybe some quinoa, spaghetti squash, brown rice, sweet potatoes, um, and extra vegetables to replace that food especially if it's a large part of your diet. Mm -hmm. And then I also recommend not finding exact replicas or recreations of the food you're taking out, but something similar. So for instance, if, um, if you're taking out gluten, you wouldn't want to replace wheat pasta with a gluten-free pasta uh, because it may still have plenty of processed ingredients and additives that you just don't need in your body. Um, instead replace your pasta with maybe spaghetti squash or you can have your marinara sauce over squash or sweet potatoes or even like broccoli or cauliflower mm-hmm. um, and also use this as an opportunity to discover new ways to make and incorporate whole foods in your diet yum yeah <laughs> i don't know it's late for me i'm, I'm like hmm sounds really dinner time Time. <laughs> um, so once you have your um, kind of meal plan and you've grocery shopped, you want to keep uh, the food you eliminated out of your diet for at least three weeks. And I would just recommend just going four weeks just to kind of make it good, um, just to kind of get the full effect. Um, And then keep in mind that you will most likely experience some withdrawal symptoms Mm -hmm. from foods you've taken out. And this usually takes place within the first first week or two, but will most likely subside after two weeks. Um, And these withdrawal symptoms may include headaches, bloating, nausea, fatigue, cravings, hunger, muscle aches. And it's (laughs) different. I know. Sounds fun, right? Sounds very exciting. <laughs> Nothing has gone wrong. Nothing has gone wrong if that happens to you. Uh, likely to happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's different for everyone, you know. Some people like don't um, have any; they don't um, experience any side effects. But some people have like major side effects. Right. So yeah, nothing's gone wrong. This is all normal. Um. And just remember, you know, like as you're going through these withdrawal symptoms, you're probably like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I doing this? (laughs) Who decided this? What was I thinking? (laughs) Such a stupid idea. I need, I need sugar now. Um, You might want to write down why you're doing it somewhere where you can see it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. It's Uh, terrible. Why am I doing this? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I have, you know, whatever it may be constant digestive issues or I have constant migraines. 
So, but if the food, the food, if the food that you are consuming is truly causing chronic symptoms, you will feel so much better without them. So like once you get over that hump, it's going to feel so much better. And remember that the withdrawal symptoms will pass. And like Mary uh, mentioned, this is a good time to remember why you're eliminating these certain foods and maybe write that down and put it somewhere where you can see every single day. (laughs) It's a good reminder. Um, So my friends, you finished the elimination part of your diet and your chronic symptoms are gone or greatly lessened. So now what do you do? You just have a party and eat everything? (laughs) That's what I would want to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> now what? What do we do? Uh, now what? So once you have gone four weeks without a food, let's say dairy, it's time to reintroduce it back into your diet. Um, a lot of times after we've eliminated food from our diet for a set period of time, towards the end of that elimination process, we're dreaming and scheming about what delicious concoction of eliminated food we are going to eat once the time is up. Um, And sorry to burst your bubble, my friends, but (laughs) this is not what should happen on an elimination diet. The reintroduction phase may be the most important part of the process and therefore needs to be done with careful precision. So I think a lot of people forget that the elimination or sorry that the reintroduction process is kind of part of this whole process and figuring out if a food actually does affect you. Right. Yeah. Cause I remember the first time we went through the, well, the first time I went through a paleo challenge, the f- day after the challenge was over, I was like, yeah, I had like, <laughs> of things. And so the first time through, I did not really know exactly what was affecting me because I just brought it all in at once and partied. So, okay. Yeah. It did not work my friends. Yeah. <laughs> you knew something, well. one of those foods that you eliminated, but you didn't did really know which, things, which one. <laughs> yep. I don't know what. Okay. So you've eliminated dairy for four weeks and you're dying to have some again. So what you're going to do is on week five, day one, you're going to choose one type of dairy to reintroduce. So let's say you choose yogurt. Um, You have some plain Greek yogurt for breakfast on day one and some for dinner on day one as well. Then you wait wait and see if you have any reactions. So you're going to wait two days. And like on day one, you'll have the yogurt. And then day two and three, you won't have any more yogurt or any dairy at all. So you'll go back to kind of like that elimination portion of the diet. So you must be patient and wait, uh, wait two days, see if anything has come up. If nothing happens, then go ahead and on day four, add another type of dairy. So say some cheese, say you love cheese. So add some cheese and eat a couple servings of cheese throughout the day and then wait two more days. So basically, you're going to introduce a food, wait two days to see if symptoms come up. If nothing comes up, then you can go ahead and add another food. But if something does come up, if something uh, reappears, say on day three, you wake up and you have a pimple, 
or your eczema is coming back. So take note of the food and the symptom and then don't eat that food and wait until the symptoms have diminished before you add in another eliminated food. So, so if yogurt, if yogurt didn't have an effect, like yogurt, you had yogurt on day one, everything was fine. Two days later, no symptoms. Can you have Mm -hmm. yogurt and cheese on that next day? Um, I would just do the cheese. Mm -hmm. I would keep it very controlled and just do the cheese. So put a pause on yogurt, even though yogurt seems to be okay. Put a pause on yogurt. Yeah. Just put a pause on it. Yeah, and then if cheese, cheese is fine, put a pause on cheese and yogurt. And try yeah, some. and try a new thing every third day, and then once you have, say, all the dairy um, back into your diet, and you found that, say, um, milk bothers you, but yogurt's okay, so you can go ahead. You can. Um, add yogurt back into your diet, but keep milk out. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, just keeping it as controlled as possible, kind of like a, you know, like a science experiment, like we said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then the reason why I suggest, like, different types of dairy, like a specific, like, okay, yogurt first and then cheese, and it can be whatever in whatever order you want it to be, um, but different types of dairy may affect you differently. Um, so you may be able to get away with eating yogurt, but not cheese or uh, drinking cream, but not milk. So experiment with different types of dairy instead of ruling out the entire category. Yep. I can generally eat like pretty quality cheese, but okay, not milk. Milk oh, okay. messes my yeah. stomach up really bad. Okay. Just for yeah, and this all, is... all of the world to know that milk right. is not good for my, <laughs> stomach, my digestive system. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> needs to know. <laughs> Very important. And this is where the patience really comes in. Um, because I know you've been dying to get that delicious treat um, back in. Um, but you know, I, you know, you have to be patient and I've been there. Um, but remember that you don't want to ruin all the work that you have been doing for the past month. Cause this is, you know, a time, um, it takes time, um, and a lot of energy to kind of set up this diet and then go along with it. And then, Um, you want to figure out, you know, is this food really bothering me? Right. Um, and so you kind of want to have the mindset that this is, it's not going to be a four week process, but it might be a six or even eight week process. Mm, That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of times people have this mindset like, okay, just 30 days or it's just four weeks that Mm -hmm. I'm taking this food out. And then kind of like their mindset on day one of the you know, reintroduction is they're like, yeah, I can have everything, you know, like the elimination's over. So just having that mindset that it's going to be, you know, six to eight weeks. And some people have gone even longer Mm -hmm. as far as you just trying to figure out what their body can handle. Um, 
And the reintroduction phase was definitely the most difficult for me as I was always, you know, dreaming about what foods I was going to celebrate with. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think that's another thing is like, we made it through the, the, the illumination portion and we're going to celebrate. And of course, you know, what do we like to celebrate with? Food, why not? Why not? Um, and you know, yeah, like you might have that thinking after all, I did all that hard work of eliminating the food. So I deserve a treat. So it took me a few, you know, I did a paleo challenge. So a few paleo challenges, um, and whole thirties to understand the importance of the reintroduction portion. So I knew, I knew there were foods that were bothering me. And like you mentioned, Mary, like you knew things kind of, uh, were affecting you, but you then like on day one after the uh, paleo challenge was over, you just went and ate everything. So you didn't know exactly what. Yeah, no, not at all. They felt yeah. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you felt like, by the way, if you take out all the foods that uh, affect you terribly and then put them all back in on the same day, you're not going to feel good. <laughs> no, you will not feel very <laughs> So I knew that there were foods that were bothering me and I vaguely knew what foods they were like dairy and gluten were kind of like mm-hmm. the biggest ones, but I didn't learn that I can eat butter and not have any symptoms until I completed the reintroduction portion of the process. Um, so when I was once staying away from butter, I now enjoy cooking with it and using it in baked goods. Um, and that's kind of, you know, keeping it out of my diet when I didn't really need to. Mm-hmm. So we want to, you know, um, eliminate that as well. We want you to kind of eat the most foods that work for you versus eliminating foods when you don't really need to. Right. Yeah. So you figured out you have an inflammatory reaction to a certain food or food. So now what do you do? Now what? Now what? (laughs) Just don't eat them. That's it. Done. (laughs) Done. No, like, you know, we would say, okay, don't eat it, but it's not really that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so say you figured out that you're sensitive to dairy, specifically yogurt, um, cheese, and milk. However, butter and cream do not bother you. Um, so now that you've gone through the elimination portion, you're familiar with what foods you need to stay away from. Uh, so then I would suggest you look at what foods to add into your diet and look for new recipes to incorporate into your diet. Um, so I know with, uh, clients that I've worked with, once they found out that they like, say, couldn't eat dairy, they're kind of like, well, what am I going to eat? And it's kind of like this mindset of like, oh, I, I've always loved cheese. I've always enjoyed X, Y, and Z. Um, so, and they, you know, they see the importance of taking it out for them. And it's, you know, it's worth it for them to take out because they can sleep through the night. They have regular bowel movements. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, you know, increasing their quality of life and their health and wellness. Um, but they're just kind of like, well, what do I do? Um, so looking for new recipes to incorporate into your diet um, and looking for like ingredients, for instance, nutritional yeast can give you um, 
a cheesy flavor in dishes that you cook with it. Yeah, nutritional uh, yeast is interesting. I tried that. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's really interesting. It's pretty it good. Is really interesting. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's it has lots of protein. It's a cheesy flavor and it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then nut milks mm-hmm. make great alternatives for dairy milk. Um, and then also just, you know, adding fermented foods can help with kind of like that cheesy craving. Um, and don't forget to share your findings with your family so they know and understand why you aren't eating certain foods. And who knows, they may want to join you. Maybe. Maybe they're like, oh, well, I'm kind of having the same symptoms. Maybe I should try this out. Yep. Best so. way to get somebody to join you is to do it yourself and show them the results. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah. So that kind of brings us to the end of, you know, like food elimination, like how do you do a food elimination diet Um, and then the reintroduction phase and kind of what to do after. Um, And so we have some tips for you as usual um, for successfully executing elimination diets. Right. What you got for us, Kisa? What's our tips? Uh, Tip number one is to work with a guide. So find a health coach who can help guide you through the process of an elimination diet, the reintroduction phase, and how to change your nutrition habits if you need to eliminate a food uh, you have long enjoyed on a daily basis. So if you're looking... um, For a guide, uh, for a health coach, I would be happy to walk you through the process. I will tell you, that would have been so much easier. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, by far. (laughs) Doing those challenges with somebody helping me figure out what I'm supposed, like I took all this out, what am I supposed to eat? And does this all work? It would have been so much easier. Yeah, and I just, yeah, I just, you know, I think we kind of had the same experience of our first challenge. Like we just blindly went into it and we're just like, yeah, we're going to do it. Got this. And then (laughs) we're like, okay, what do we eat? (laughs) Right. And I think if you work with somebody, you know, if you work with someone to walk you through, they can probably really help you. I think we get the take it out portion of, of the whole thing, but that reintroduction phase you know, yeah. planning ahead. What am I going to add in first? That's the part that I like getting yeah. some help with would be pretty amazing. Yeah, it would for sure. And so, uh, okay. I'm sure Kesa could walk you through that guys. Oh yes. Up. I'd be happy to walk you through the process for sure. Uh, so tip number two is do your research. Yeah. So before you even get started, be sure to go through all your food labels and uh, knew the, oh, know the Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my dog. That's my dog whining. Just a FYI. Oh, <laughs> my apologies. Go ahead. It's okay. Um, so know like all the other names that your foods go by, and segregate those foods in the house or get rid of them depending on your situation. Um, just so you don't accidentally get them into your meals. Um, and number three is to prepare, prepare, prepare. And I can't, you know, overstress like how important it is to prepare because if you are kind of left at the will of, you know, 
the closest restaurant, you're not going to be able to necessarily control what they put in the food. So um, have a meal plan in place and schedule time to grocery shop and prepare your meals. Uh, you don't want to be stranded without food and the only options are loaded with, you know, the foods you're eliminating. Mm-hmm. Um, so preparation is just going to make it easier down the road. Planning ahead. Uh, We're big fans. Yeah, big fans of planning ahead. You can listen to our planning ahead podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, tip number four, don't skip the reintroduction phase. And I feel like we've made this clear that it's very important. <laughs> very important. <laughs> you guys, this is very important unless you want to do 16 paleo challenges to figure it out. Also, right. it is an option. Not as easy. Uh, not as easy, no. So don't forget about the reintro- reintroduction phase um, and it's important. So be sure to plan time so you are mentally prepared for the reintroduction. Um, so if the elimination period is four weeks, plan on the entire process taking uh, at least six weeks. And that's allowing the introduction, reintroduction. Um, and it may be longer depending on the amount of food or you eliminate and your you know, symptoms, if they, if you see symptoms, you need to wait um, in order to reintroduce another food. So waiting for that symptom to go away may take a little bit more time as well. Um, and then our last tip, tip number five, is to communicate with your family. Mm-hmm. So let your family know the foods you will be eliminating from your diet and why. And this is twofold. One, you let your family know what uh, you won't be eating as well as why so they understand what you're doing. And two, by explaining your reasoning to your family, you're reinforcing and making it clear to yourself as well why you're eliminating the food in the first place and what you hope to happen by doing so. Oh, I like that. As As you're saying it, you're reinforcing it to your own brain. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like the idea of, you know, when you teach something, you just learn it better you know you under fully understand it when you're able to teach it so you're able to explain it to your family then you're able to understand it fully within yourself excellent double yeah. whammy yeah tips good tips kisa thanks for walking us through that it's a bit of a complicated process but it sounds like it's worth it if you've got something going on oh definitely oh for sure it's i mean i i'm I'm speechless when it comes to, you know, my experience of, you know, elimination diets. And even though it took, you know, a while because we may not have done it correctly uh, in the beginning, it's still, you know, I, I'd never look back. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of mistakes made, but a lot of information learned over time. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, folks, my, my friends, that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for being awesome and listening in. And of course, if you'd like to know more about getting healthier, like changing your eating habits, dealing with emotional eating, or decreasing your alcohol intake, you can contact moi, Mary, at Facebook at Mary Preston LMFT, or Instagram at Mary Preston, or on my website that you're probably looking at, MaryLisePreston.com. And of course, you're going to want to find Kisa for this one, uh, Food Elimination... 
food elimination. said it too much. <laughs> said it too fast. Food elimination. Food elimination diets is not my thing, but Kisa has done it many times and she's walked people through it. So give her a, give her a call. I don't know. Give her a, a, a message. Shout at, out. A shout out. Give Kisa a shout out at Instagram at clean living underscore dirty world or Facebook at Kisa Amaro Health Coach to get meal inspirations and help with walking through this or any other challenges you have. And then she says, website's coming April 1st. I'm so excited. Yep, yep. So definitely if you have any questions or comments, find us um, on social media. We love to let we love to know what's going on and uh, ask us any questions, send us any comments. And uh, we'll try to answer them and maybe we'll make a whole podcast just for you. Yeah. Send us your questions. Yeah. We well, love questions. We love. We love they make questions. our day. <laughs> we get very excited. All right, everyone. That's our podcast and we will see you in the next show.